0: Welcome to the OFR Farm Report, your look at the Atlanta Braves minor league system, brought to you by OutfieldFlyRule.com, hosted by Andy Harris and Matt Kritzberg. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the OFR Farm Report podcast, recording this week on a Tuesday because of the Labor Day holiday. So with me, as always, my co-host, Matt Kritzberg. Hey, Matt, how you doing?
1: Yeah, it's going fine, and also the uh, delay by day up uh, enables us to talk about a couple of subjects that we would not have gotten to talk about otherwise, namely the starts uh, on Tuesday night for Michael Soroka and Kyle Wright.
0: Yeah, so this was kind of a really interesting week, kind of up and down the organization as far as pitching goes. Right, but let's let's start at the at the highest level. Um, last week we saw the major league debut of Darius Vines, which. I think Matt. I think we
1: can claim that we called that, right? I I I'd say we did. I mean, we we've been calling for uh, vines for several weeks now, and I think right like the week before, I think we're like, yeah, it's time. Like, I I, we figured he would get at least one start before the end of the season. We just didn't know it'd be that soon, probably.
0: Yeah, and in Colorado, and that's. You know, I think we. I think you mentioned it. You know that it would make sense for that, and then that. I think I said something like that. Colorado would be a, a tough assignment for him. Well, he aced that assignment. Uh, six innings, only gave up two runs, and uh, essentially the best visiting debut performance at Coors Field by any pitcher ever, and probably as good. And the o- the only other pitching performance debut at Coors Field that comes close was ironically. The guy he was opposing that day, Kyle Freeland, uh, who essentially in his debut also went six innings and gave up two runs.
1: Yeah, Uh, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better start. And I know they optioned out a couple of days later uh, while they were in L.A., but he'll be back soon. And I think it could be as early as next Monday when they face the uh, Phillies in a. Doubleheader, and I think he'll be the 29th man. it'll be within his 15 day option period. So they can't legitimately bring him back unless there's an injury. But uh, I, th- I think at latest, he'll be back by then.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And uh, I don't know. We'll see um, if he pitches the same again. He might stay with the big club for the rest of the season, too.
1: Yeah, especially with this uh, rotating door of fifth starters uh, that, once again, did not go particularly well tonight. Uh, even though he's had the, just the one start and his second one could just easily blow up. But, I mean, right now, I mean, Vines is the leader of the clubhouse, I think, for that fifth starter spot.
0: Yeah. So, as of recording, the Braves are are still playing. It's in the – I can't read what inning it is. It's late. Uh, but, top of the eighth, yeah. Top of the eighth. Um. Uh, Michael Soroka got the start. It did not go particularly well, uh, which is very disappointing considering how well he had been pitching in Gwinnett over the last month or so. But um, the long ball kind of uh, got him today, and then he ended up leaving. I think it was in the fourth inning. It looked like there was a problem with his hand, maybe a blister or something like that. So hopefully it's not that big of a deal. But, Matt, I was surprised to see Soroka called up and starting today. Um, I think last week we even talked about it. It seemed like the Braves were kind of winding him, him down for the season.
1: Yeah, th- his last two starts at Gwinnett, they had topped him out at 75 pitches, and it wasn't like they were letting him finish innings. I mean, it's, as soon as they got the 75 pitches, they they were yanking him from the game. Uh, so it seems like they're at least trying to kind of soften his workload the rest of the way. I'm not sure why tonight, or but uh, – I mean, it's just kind of a strange decision, but apparently part of the new CBA is that they have up until three days after Labor Day, which would be Thursday. Uh, if if he's the if player's on the roster at that point, they still get service time, whether they're in the major leagues or the minor leagues. So I imagine my guess is he'll be optioned either later tonight or tomorrow, and we probably don't see him again the rest of the season unless it's like at the very end. Of course, like I said, the, the little injury might – Entered the, into the equation as well, but uh, just kind of a strange situation all around. And then you got to wonder what's the future for Soroka as well.
0: Yeah, it's to say it's been a, a disappointing overall season for Soroka, and and you hate it for him. It you know he's he's worked so hard to get back after those Achilles injuries. Um, you know, at times he looks as good, if not better, than he did before. Uh, but then other times he just. He just uh the command isn't there, and he leaves balls too fat in the zone, and and you see what what happened tonight—just
1: uh, kind of a, a long ball barrage. And just today, he was named International Pitcher of the Month for August. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's—I has mean, like it's been up and down, and um, I, I just don't know what the the future is going to hold. And it just, there's a lot of variables, and like he's got. They have control for one more year, but if they keep him down for so long, then they get a second year, and they could possibly even apply for getting an extra option year because because of his service time situation. So we'll, we'll see how all this pans out, but uh, I, I, I'm more interested about next season really for Soroka than this season going forward.
0: Yeah. You know, if he if he's injured, injured, and has to go on the I.L., then the service time question kind of takes care of itself, right? He'll just – He'll get he'll get that year. He'll just be on the IL. But um, but if he he's able to get sit down, um, that's great. And you just hope that maybe with a normal off season and cross your fingers a healthy spring training next year that he can, um, you know, he can get back all the way. But um, as I said, disappointing so far. Um, speaking of injured starters, uh, Kyle Wright made another his second. Um, Uh, rehab start for Gwinnett tonight, and it went a lot better than his first one.
1: Yeah, and his first, uh, his last start here, he only lasted an inning and two-thirds, gave up three runs, uh, gave up three hits, two walks. He only threw 31 pitches, and only 15 of those 31 pitches were for strikes, so really nothing went well for him, and really he only threw a few more pitches than he did in his previous outing when he was uh, at Rome, I believe. Uh, He threw three innings, only threw like 26 pitches. He only Bumped up his pitch count by five, which really means he didn't really make any progress. He just kind of uh, on a treadmill here and just kind of uh, stagnated from start to start. But tonight went a lot better for him. Uh, Three and two thirds innings, just one hit, no runs, struck out seven and walked two and he threw 50 pitches. So definite progress tonight. At least he's moving forward now. And. My guess would be that he'll get another start here and he'll throw – I imagine they'll put put a pitch count of about 65. They like that number. And I would think maybe one more after that where they bump him up to 75 and then bring him back here in a couple weeks and let him get maybe two to three starts here before the end of the season.
0: Yeah, that sounds very reasonable. Um, And, again, it kind of depends on his health and if if he's able to – keep increasing that pitch count, but, uh, I, I, didn't see any of it tonight. I'll, I'll go back and look at the video, but, uh, you know, the numbers look really good. Three and two thirds only allowed a hit, uh, did walk two, but he struck out seven. So, uh, it's against the Worcester Red Sox or, you know, they got some prospects on that team. So it's, um, you know, fairly decent test, you know, Bobby
1: Dahlbacks on that team, right? So And he struck, really him, some- and he struck him out twice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, some legit hitters there as a pretty good test. So, uh, cross your fingers. Um, you, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Alan Winans came in and piggybacked for right today. And he, I, I don't know, I, I, that would have been probably my choice to make the start tonight in Atlanta, but, uh, I guess they wanted to give Soroka like one last look.
1: Yeah. Um, and Winans, he was scheduled to start for Gwinnett last Friday, and he got pulled like a couple hours before his scheduled start. So I'm kind of, I was wondering if something was up. I didn't know if it might be bring him up, but it turns out, um, I was thinking they might bring him up today, but it turns out today's only the, I think it is the 15th day of his, um, yeah. option period. So he, he's not even eligible to be brought back, I think, until tomorrow. So, um, he might, might make his way back at some point. But yeah, the the whole Gwinnett situation is pretty strange right now based yeah. off, uh, off of all the rehabbing pitchers and stuff because they didn't have any innings really from their starting pitchers last week. Uh, Jared Schuster had a 6 inning start. He only gave up one earned run, and that was by far the best start from a, a Gwinnett starter last week. I mean, you had uh, Jackson Stevens get doing a um, – as an opener. You had um, Bo Burrows as an opener. A.J. Smith-Shauver came off the injured list, only went two-thirds of an inning. He didn't even get through the first inning without uh, giving up three walks and – Throwing out twelve out of thirty-one pitches for strikes, so you know, the uh Gwinnett rotation and pitching staff is pretty discombobulated at the moment.
0: Yeah, I I watched that Smith Shaver deal there. It's funny because his last his last batter, he struck out, and he looked pretty impressive doing it, like he was kind of finding his rhythm, you know. And he'd been he'd been out for two weeks, right he He wasn't on the IL that first week, and it and he was scheduled to start that Sunday. And then he, and and I wonder if they were just waiting to see if he would recover from whatever was they said it was, I think it was a mild right shoulder soreness. Right. And then, um, and then at the last minute they put him on the IL, he played out of seven days and came back right at seven days. So, so he's probably a, a little rusty, but, and, and he was missing early, but it looked like he was starting to find a rhythm, but they pulled him. And I think that, I think it was just a pitch count thing. I think they had a hard limit for 30 pitches for him. And, uh, cause he looked really kind of mad that he was <laughs> what well, I think he really wanted to <laughs> finish, finish that first thing. He was like, I just got it. I just got into a rhythm and you're pulling me. Right. So, uh, I, I'm not so worried about Smith Shawver. Um, I think you'll probably see next, next, Outing, you'll probably throw fifty pitches or something like that. But
1: yeah, I just don't see him as it, it, he's not going to be a contributor to the major league staff at any point. The rest of the season, It's just like let's get him through the rest of the uh, season healthy. I believe uh, starting this week when it has four weeks remaining, or is it, no, it's three weeks remaining. So he'll get an opportunity to get at least a couple more starts in.
0: Yeah, I think I think the fifth starter carousel is going to kind of be that Vines Schuster. Winans and then eventually Kyle Wright to finish out the year, and then it'll be the playoffs, and we won't care anymore.
1: Nope, because <laughs> we'll have three stars at that point, and maybe a fourth. I mean, yeah. we'll be, and, and at that point, the discussion will turn into should Bryce Elder be on the starting staff for the playoffs <laughs> instead of wondering who's going to eat four innings in and as a fifth starter? Yeah, the
0: answer to that's yes. Bryce, is, Bryce Elder is <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where this is come from that Bryce Elder isn't like a legitimate starting major league starting pitcher anymore because he's had some you know a few tough outings over the last you know couple weeks he Guys, Bryce Elder's really good. is Is he an ace of a staff? No. Is he, you know, as good as his numbers at the All Star break showed? No. And we knew that, but that that doesn't mean he's not a legit fourth starter on a championship squad.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's it, a mid to back rotation starter, and you're perfectly fine with it. And in fact, he's probably overperformed this season, but he's he's a legit guy. Like, I don't think he's a guy that should be like if they talk if you talk about if if they take the current. Starting rotation in the next season, I think he's got a spot locked in, unless he just absolutely uh, self combust during spring training.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it would take even more than that. I think it would t- take him actually getting hurt <laughs> to, to to not start the season in the rotation next year. Anyway, that's I, I, I've just seen so many weird. Take you know, should, is brightless Elder even going to make the postseason? Yes, yes, he is, and he's going to be the f- he's going to make the fourth start.
1: Yeah, it's, it's I mean, now, now it's probably going to be during the the NLCS or World Series where you'll need four starters. But I think, believe mm-hmm. in the uh, the first round where it's on what best of five. I don't think it will be necessary to have a four starter. But I mean, who's to say they can't use them all the bullpen?
0: Well, hopefully they sweep in three, and then you don't even have to worry about it. But yeah, with in in the five five game series, obviously you bring back your first starter for game four, right? If, if assuming it goes game game four, but. Okay. Anyway, getting ahead of ourselves here. So, uh, before we leave the Gwinnett talk, um, Vaughn Grissom was placed on the seven-day injured list, and the Braves acquired, made a claim on uh, Andrew Velasquez, a veteran shortstop, played with the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Pretty good shortstop. Can't hit a lick, but um, I went back and looked at the video where Grissom got hurt. It looks like. It was a weird play. It was a it was a hard hit ball to him at shortstop. He moved a little bit to his left and had to had to dive for it. And then as he was trying to get to his feet to make the throw to first, it's like the the ground was slick or something underneath him and he just kind of fell fell back down. And you could tell it was the, the fall was awkward, and when he came back up, he was having a hard time putting weight on his, on his right leg. It looked like, and this is where I do the disclaimer where I'm not a doctor and I should never be making diagnosis based on video, but I'm going to do it anyway. It looked to me like maybe a hip flexor or an injury to the glute. Um, so it, it looked serious enough where I'm wondering if, if he's going to make it back before the end of the year.
1: Yeah, it looks like that uh, injury happened on Saturday, and obviously he missed Sunday's game, and they put him on the injured list. Yeah, with so little time remaining, you gotta you gotta wonder about that. But um, I mean, if it if it came to it, they could always put him on the sixty day IL if he ends up having to miss the rest of the season and getting another body. But I mean, Velasquez, I think it's more about they just needed some depth at Gwinnett. Um, yeah, because he's he's kind of a Dollar General version of Nicky Lopez. <laughs>
0: Right, he's he's a worse hitter than that Lopez by by actually a good sight. Yeah, <laughs> if they if they needed another infielder, well, they already have the Luke William Luke Williams on the major league roster, which I totally had forgotten about until I was looking <laughs> at it today. You know, he can play infield, right? And then you know, if worse comes worse, they could they could bring up somebody. Like uh, Yolmer Sanchez or Joe Dunand or um, Braden Shoemaker, <laughs> Braden Shoemaker, uh, Hoy Part. Anyway, all those guys, except maybe Shoemaker, would probably hit better than Velasquez. So, uh, I think it's that was strictly a we need a guy to play shortstop here through the end of the season.
1: Yeah, and then uh, maybe not coincidentally, um, Adrianza started a uh, rehab assignment at Rome tonight. So. He might be back in the new, t- not too distant future, as well as a possible option in that area.
0: Yeah. So uh, maybe he was thinking he was going to ride off into the sunset, and then suddenly it's uh oh wait no we really don't want to have to play Luke Williams at shortstop for any length of time. So yeah. So suddenly Ari Adrianza <laughs> might have a decent shot at a at a postseason <laughs>
1: roster spot. Yeah. Uh, that, that's and it's kind of worried me at first when I saw Orlando Arcea wasn't in the starting line. I was like, Oh, please don't tell me he's hurt," And because that's about the time they announced that Grissom was going on the injured list. all of a sudden your, your shortstop death would have been in a heap of trouble, but uh looks like they uh, he's fine. He just, they just gave him a day off and all is well. But uh, I hate that for Grissom after the great season that he's had down at Gwinnett.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he was just, he's been on fire for really like the last, what 12 weeks he's just he's been the best hitter and really in the international league or or a top three certainly you know as for rci i I suspect we'll see rest being given to some of the regulars here through the end of the season just i I don't think we'll ever see a a game where they just empty the bench right except i don't know sometimes they do that like the day after they clinch right but um i was gonna say even even
1: even this year you got after i mean Usually it happens after you clinch a division, but they also have home field to fight for. So I don't think that football we'll will see it till maybe the final day of the season.
0: Yeah. Well, they've, I mean, after winning the season series with the Dodgers, they've, I think they're seven games up on the Dodger for home field advantage, right? So, yeah, I, I, I think they'll they'll go ahead and start resting the regulars, and, and and I don't mean like I said, I don't mean wholesale. Just you know, give Arcia a day off here, give Albies a day off there. May, maybe see Harris, uh, you know, get a day off. Especially you know that up the up the middle guys that you know get more wear and tear.
1: And I wouldn't be surprised too if they let's say optioned Luke Williams out at that point, and bring up Chadwick Trump to kind of split the catching duties three ways instead of two ways, to get the catchers a little bit of rest as well. Yeah, I was a little
0: bit surprised that they elected to bring up, uh, wall instead of Trump, but, uh, the, the the brave, you know, these major league braves, they, they like playing and they like playing every day, right? And you, you gotta give them credit because I think that's a big reason for their success. They've stayed relatively healthy and the best players play every day.
1: Yep. And then they're, they're chasing history with these hitters too, especially with the home runs. And I think, uh, like Aussie Albies is, um, one home run away from 30 now. So they're, they got some goals as, on top of trying to win, but I, th- I think they're close enough to winning now. Um, not pulling a – the NL East is over yet, but they're getting awfully close. And then they got the Phillies next week, which could prove pivotal.
0: Yep. looking further down in the um, organization uh, let's talk about Mississippi just briefly so they're they're on the cusp of elimination themselves here but uh, Garrett Spain over at uh, battery power um, he brought up this week uh, Tyler Owens who's came up he made one start for Mississippi and he's been in the bullpen ever since and he's been closing out for them and looking pretty darn good doing it I didn't quite realize it feels like he just <laughs> he just joined the organization, but he's actually been here a while and he'll actually be rule five eligible uh, this coming season. So I, I guess that's an interesting question. Do you, do you think they protect Tyler Owens on the 40 man roster?
1: I haven't taken a deep look at the 40-man situation yet, but I think there's – I mean, that 40-man roster is going to – mean, there's a lot of guys on the 60-day aisle that will have to be put back on the 40-man at the end of the season, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that will take up a lot of room right there. But really, I don't know really what Rule 5 guys they have out there. I mean, there's not – guys are just jumping off the page like we've had the last few seasons. So he might be a guy that they really look at. It was kind of strange, like – you kind of wonder if it's, is it workload on Tyler Owens? But if, if, if it's workload, they would be putting him in the closer role. They might uh, put him in like uh, the piggyback situations, two or three innings or inning here and there. But I mean, they got him closing out games for Mississippi. And he's like, like I said, he's done a really good job of it. Uh, I heard an interview with him a couple of weeks ago um, on the Mississippi Braves podcast, where they interviewed him. And he said that, um, I mean, he's got two really, really good pitches and they're he said, and, that's kind of what they're looking at for. is a guy who can get through a lineup two times. So I'm so I'm kind of wondering if that entered into um their thinking. It's like, hey, maybe he's not a starter long term. Maybe well, we got a lot of starters already. Let's look at him as a possible high leverage relief guy. And I mean, he, he's off, doing awfully good in that role. So I'm kind of wondering if that's the way they want to stick around, or if they'll ramp him back up innings wise next season.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I've long thought that Owens is probably his future if he has one in the majors is probably in the bullpen mainly because he's really only got two pitches. I mean, he's got a third pitch, but it's pretty rudimentary and, uh, and what with his injury situation, it's not like he's had a lot of innings to, you know, really turn over lineups a lot. He seems like he's always on a very hard pitch count. So, Um, so I think the bullpen is where he's going to end up, and but I I like him in this high leverage situations. His stuff is really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be room, and i but then again, I don't know if another team would bite on him. For that, that's
1: that's the other part of the equation you always got to think about in the rule five draft is somebody willing to take him and put him on the major league roster for the full season. I just don't know. That might be a guy. I think Roderick Munoz was our guy last season that was kind of fell in that situation, that we were kind mm-hmm. of iffy on him based off of his um, arsenal. And I, I think Owens might be that guy for us this season, but unlike last season where you had guys you knew had to be protected on the 40-man, I don't know if those guys were there this season.
0: And speaking of the Mississippi bullpen, uh, Brooks Wilson came off the IL finally. He'd been on rehab assignments, uh, with first the FCL and then Rome and, uh, and then was activated and and sent to Mississippi where, you know, yeah, he had a ton of success there in 2021 before, um, having to have, uh, Tommy John surgery after 2022 spring training. So, um, kind of like Daysbell Hernandez, you know, a a guy who had, who had Tommy John kind of, as it seemed like they were about to get called up, you know, Brooks Wilson is going to follow that path. Um, I don't, I think it's too late for him this year, but, um, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I think he might be heading to minor league free agency, though.
1: That could be, um, yeah, that's, that's a possibility there. I'm, I mean, can they protect him or do they just have to resign him? I'm not sure exactly how the rule there works. I, I guess you,
0: well, they could do like they did with, uh, Tonkin and Seth Ellidge last season. It's like, oh, you, you you're gonna if they were about to go to minor league free agency and they added him to the 40-man roster right that's right so so they yeah they can protect him that way but that would mean adding him like immediately
1: yeah like you said
0: there's just there's only so many there's only 40 spots
1: (laughs) yeah we're going to take a look at that here for a a future episode as far as the 40-man roster situation and um Possible 40 man spots. But yeah, that, that, but Wilson, I mean, he's, he's had a couple really good appearances from Mississippi. And before he had that Tommy John surgery at the beginning of 2022, he might not have made the team out of spring training, but he certainly would have made appearances during the season. I mean, he was that oh, close yeah. to being in the major league. So, uh, and apparently he's doing pretty well in his comeback. So I think, I, I think they're going to find a way to keep him around.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna skip Rome, uh, even though you know they had a good series in Winston Salem, even though they got eliminated. They had John uh, uh, Carlos Laura came up and made a start for them. Got, got roughed up a little bit, but not too bad. Uh, also, Lucas Braun jumped up from uh, Augusta to uh, Rome and uh, finally gave up some runs <laughs> <laughs> on his start Sunday. Yeah, I want to talk about Augusta because. Some fun things are percolating down there. They're obviously way out of contention, uh, but they pretty much have turned over their starting rotation completely over the last week and a half or so. Uh, it's neat, now being headed by Drew Hackenberg, the second round draft pick uh, from this year's uh, draft. And um, I did watch his first start, and I came away pretty impressed. Um, really good um Really good sinker, good life, good movement, both uh, horizontally, vertically. Just uh, um, I suspect as he advances, that ball will get hit on the ground a lot. Um, at low A, they were just swinging over top of it, and he got a ton of strikeouts. But I don't know if it's necessarily a strikeout pitch at the highest level, but but I think it's a really good pitch. And then uh, stri- uh, the, the slider uh, looked good in spots. Uh, had some, some trouble commanding it occasionally, but also it had uh pretty good shape and he could, uh, he could, you know, change it, hit, you know, hit both sides of the plates It looked like, um, when it was going well he, tonight, he looks like he's had a similar good outing, uh, though I haven't seen any of the footage yet. So Hackenberg, very strong debut and his, his pro debut.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh- I wouldn't expect a whole lot more from this season because we're going to the final week of the uh, A-ball season, so Augusta and Rome will finish out their schedules this week. I'm sure he'll get it. uh, I mean, he got the, the start here on Tuesday. He might possibly get another one on Sunday, but and I don't see him getting promoted to Mississippi, who still will be playing next week, but it's a really promising debut for Hackenberg, and you kind of wonder, will he even start in Augusta next season based off of his performance so far?
0: I'll answer that question. No, he will not. He will. <laughs> <laughs> He is. He is very clearly ahead of this level. I think he'll start in Rome. Anything can happen, but based on what I saw, I don't think he'll be in Rome very long to start twenty twenty four. You know, but you know, he was an advanced college pitcher, so
1: that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking the, of which, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was going to say he uh, it might be kind of on that wall drip uh, Smith Shaver track, where it might be multiple. Levels pretty quickly, especially um, since he was a college arm in already an advanced age. So yeah, I think uh, he'll move pretty quickly. But yeah, I mean, these it's going to be fun to see what the rotations look like to start next season because like Augusta and Rome are probably both going to be pretty nasty rotations.
0: Yeah, speaking speaking of Rome's rotation next year, uh, Cade Kyler also made his uh, pro debut and uh was only the first of three pitchers and what turned out to be a seven inning no hitter for augusta their <laughs> s- second no hitter of the season uh so kyler uh, is more of a power arm uh, uh he, he was throwing a four seamer um mid 90s pretty look like pretty easy his his mechanics are are you know kind of you know really good um another slider guy i saw him mix in um Mix in a split finger change, you know, a little bit like Hurston Waldrop, but you know, not as good, but, and I say not as good, just not as developed, right? Yeah. Anyway, he was obviously really good. He only allowed one walk. And I think that was to his, la- the last batter he faced before his, uh, pitch count caught up with him. So, um, yeah, that's real exciting. Uh, Hackenberg and Kyler, you know, a, pitching back-to-back on Augusta in the final two weeks is a nice little bonus for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, just, and the 2023 draft class in general, I mean, already is starting to make an impact, and we're not talking about FCL. I mean, obviously winning the FCL title, but uh, already making impacts at Augusta and Rome, and Waltrip's already making an impact at Mississippi, so uh, going in next season, I mean, they're it's, it's kind of given to turbo boost to this farm system, which is obviously like a bottom five system right now. But it might not be that way for long. These guys keep going the way they're going.
0: Yeah. Waldrip, uh, his his start in Mississippi, it was kind of funny. Um, he's, he He's basically been on cruise control. And you could tell that pretty early in that outing, it, it's like he realized, oh, these guys are a lot
1: better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that roam to uh, Mississippi jumps a, a bit of a jump there. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, and then the last guy I want to talk about, uh, Sabin Ceballos, uh, the third baseman, who barely played in the FCL uh, from what we understand. He had a, a foot injury that, uh, that kept him from playing more. But he's been playing in Augusta now, was in four games last week. And um, he's had a great first week. He went four for four in his first game as an Augusta Green Jacket. Uh, With four RBIs, and then uh, you know walked in his first plate appearance of the next game. So uh, it wasn't until his six plate appearances that he actually made an out. Um, uh, So you finally got a really good look at him. Uh, He's a big dude, and he is a big dude with what looks to be a really, really good hit tool. I I imagine he'll eventually start hitting for power, um, but uh, he. He reminds me a little bit of I – know, I know this sounds sacrilegious, but I'm going there. Uh, he he reminds me a little bit of Jorge Soler, who also played a little third base early in his career. Just uh, the size potential there, and that kind of right-handed swing reminds me of Soler. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be Jorge Soler. I'm just trying to give you a kind of a right. mental image of, of what he looked like. So – I don't know. I, 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 was, I was pretty happy seeing what I saw from uh, Ceballos early on here.
1: And it's going to be even more of a bonus if he can stick at third base. Um, who knows if that's going to happen? I mean, we saw like the likes of uh, um, uh, Justin Henry Malloy play third base and not do particularly well at it having to be moved to the outfield, and we'll mm-hmm. see if the same holds for Ceballos. But uh, definitely off to a great start, and with the position player – the dearth of depth in the system, uh, he can move up the rankings very quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, I think right now I have him comfortably in the top 15, at least for me. So looking forward to see what else he'll do before the end of the season. Um, of course, that's six games at this point. Uh, I, again, I don't see him moving to Mississippi
1: either, right. To, to get more games in or anything like that. But now if I give 20 to 25 more plate appearances. I mean, that could do nothing but help him going into next season. Yeah. All right.
0: Anything else you want to talk about, Matt?
1: No. Uh, kind of a pretty eventful week, considering. Um, but as mentioned earlier, uh, Augusta and Rome—it's the final week of the season for those two squads. Um, Mississippi has two weeks left. Gwinnett has three weeks left. Um, there's but de- there's definitely still some things happening. So keep an eye out. And uh, like we talked about, the p- the pitching situation, at Gwinnett trying to see who's there and who's pitching well. And uh, Kyle Wright, I think. Uh, We'll be back sooner rather than later, but definitely want to still see some progress. Uh, got a few other pitchers up and down the organization. Uh, Waldrop, Hackenberg, guys like that are going to get uh, at least one or two more shots this season. So it'll be fun to watch them as well. Hope
0: everyone has a great week and we'll see you next week. Have a good one.
2: No, rien. De rien. No, je ne you love me, J'agrains et plaisirs Je n'ai plus besoin d'eux Balayer les amours Avec leur trémolos Balayer pour toujours Je repars à zéro Non, rien de rien Non, je ne regrette rien be